This week's podcast brought to you by Phenomena. The other day I was driving our youngest daughter and her friend to their softball game, and in the lane next to us was a guy on a motorcycle and uh, a woman riding behind him, and our daughter said, wow, I would not want to be the person who has to hold on in order to stay on the back of the motorcycle. And I told her, I said, well, there's this shirt that you sometimes see bikers wearing and it says, and there's letters on the back and it says, if you can read this shirt, my wife fell off. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Can we talk about Bruno? Hmm. Bruno? Yeah, some quirks of high school athletic competition. Sure. So I'm watching our daughters, um, our daughter play in a high school tennis match. She plays doubles. And like, granted, I'm trying to see through the chain link fence or whatever that surrounds the court, but a couple of times, serves that looked very much into me were called out by the high school aged kid like that happens all the time do we really trust high schoolers to be honest about whether a service in or out i guess we have to. i don't think anybody believes that they're calling it completely honestly no i mean i've i've seen that all the time what, line calls and um one of the other matches i went to a kid um, when she would call it out she'd raise her arm up in the air like she was asking a question I've never seen anybody else do that before. Usually they just yell, you know, out or whatever. This kid also would like fling her arm really quickly up in the air. Well, that's, I think that's how they're supposed to do it. But um. the other quirk was the, um, was the grunting pitcher. Is there a need to grunt when you pitching a softball? Or even a baseball. Like, you covered baseball for a lot of years. Do a lot of now, pitchers the, grunt when the, they throw the ball? That came from women's tennis, the grunting when they hit the ball. This pitcher was grunting when the ball was crossing the plate. Well, and what was interesting... The, there, was, there, was no, there wasn't like a, a cathartic grunt on releasing the ball. It was a cathartic grunt when the batter was swinging at the ball. But because of where we were sitting... It was even later than that because we would hear like the echo of the grunt. I don't think we were hearing the actual grunt. I think we were hearing the grunt echo. And so the grunt echo would come like even after, long after the pitch no, even went across the no, plate. but as the hitters said, the grunt was coming as the ball was reaching the catcher's glove. Not It had nothing to do with an echo. So that's like... I'm just saying when we were hearing it, it was even later than that. And it's the equivalent because um, there was a, a middle school basketball game I was at last night, and it's the equivalent of the kid goes to take a shot and the defender's not there yet, so he yells, ah! That's always been one of my absolute least favorite things in basketball. Stop yelling, ah! Or the clap. 
when like especially like on a breakaway layup or something either a kid will yell or clap yeah if you're if you're startled by somebody clapping as you go for a layup that's the that's the um, mike brady defense when they dropped the briefcase in court on the brady bunch and the guy in the neck brace faking his auto injury turned his his head sharply I don't the, remember that dropping, episode. What? I don't. It's the most famous Brady Bunch episode of all time, possibly. The Mike Brady, not the Mike drop, but the yeah, they dropped briefcase a briefcase and and startled the uh, the defendant. By the way, uh, this is this is not entirely on the same topic, but I had a rare hour last night at home. You were away. Kojak, Kojak was on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kojak. You remember Kojak? I never watched Kojak, but I remember the show existed. I watched Kojak last night. What, Our daughter what was on your, headphones what made watching. What hour rare that I was gone or that you were watching Kojak or that you had the ability to watch Kojak? Th- that I had all of the above. Okay. But these were two spectacular bald men in the same room, Kojak and me. Is that Telly Savalas? Was he Kojak? Telly Savalas. And anyway... It was it was this. I, I I have to be honest. I thought it would be kind of terrible. Then it was this intricately constructed uh, pot boiling episode with a twist ending. That that it was quality television. It was quality television. So it was a quality rare hour. It was good. I'm glad to hear that. Can I talk about something completely different? Please. I went to the post office yesterday, sent out the last of the swag requests. So if you haven't received swag, uh, if I missed you, let me know. And there was nobody at the counter at the post office. They have plexiglass shields up, and um, there was nobody behind them. But there was a little orange bell, one of those ring bell for service bells. Yeah. And it said... Ring bell, and somebody will help you. Something like that. And I stood with my hand poised, trembling over the bell. Mm-hmm. And poised and trembling. Poised and trembling. It was. It was. It had to be one or the other. Good. Good point. It was trembling over the bell. And I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to ding the bell. I was trying. You can't. You can't. You know. You can do it kind of more gently than banging it with with your palm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be the guy. What do you associate the bell ringing with? That ringing of that kind of a bell. Like, where's my service? Exactly. Dry cleaner or just something. Somebody coming in Hotel. and smacking the... Hotel check-in late yes. at night. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. You know, while wearing a top hat and a monocle on And the guy who came to help, I said, I'm sorry. I, I rang it as gently as I could. He said, oh, no, people's reaction to the bell is interesting. He said, that's what it's there for, to... to to call us. I said, yeah, but I didn't want to feel like I'm summoning you. He said, he said, people have this interesting reaction to the bell. A lot of people feel that same way, that they're not the kind of person, they don't want to be that kind of person who's dinging the bell, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be For a their bell butler. dinger. No. Um, uh, which I thought was interesting. But he said, you know, that's what we put it there so that we don't have to be standing at the counter the whole time. And yet I feel, I feel like a uh, like some gilded age uh, jerk, 
ringing the bell. Who's the person who doesn't feel bad about ringing the bell? You know who? Imperious, know. imperious people. And and I told the guy, just one second. I told the guy after I rang it, I kind of felt like ringing it again. I I, I very quickly came to be that person. It's it was frightening. Probably the only people who don't have a little bit of a weird feeling about ringing the bell are people who at their jobs are summoned by bells. Like this guy, I'm guessing, if he goes to a hotel or somewhere, he knows why the bell is there and has no problem ringing the bell because that person's in the back and this is going to help that person. Oh, this is great. Bing. No problem ringing the bell because you've been on the other side of having the bell rung. And do you feel, do you think it's Pavlovian Maybe. when he, he hears a bell ringing anywhere? He doesn't think an angel's getting its wings. He's thinking... Uh, He's back at the post office. Yeah, maybe. So the other thing I mentioned to this guy, this conversation was so uh, long, so in-depth, by the way, and there was probably a long line piling up behind me, that the guy had slapped postage on the packages I was sending out and then said, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you if you wanted first class, which, of course, I didn't. Did not. Did not. Sending free swag out first class—that seems to be over the top. That seems a little silly. So, uh, but but it it was going out first class, and um, I said the other thing that sort of uh, in old movies—that's where you see that bell at hotel check-in in in old movies. The other thing from old movies that always said to me, uh, kind of a rich, entitled uh, uh, nitwit, was whenever they got stuck in some kind of a plot corner the writers of these scripts and people two people were having dinner in a fancy restaurant uh, it, it, there would be a phone call for them and they would bring a telephone to the table mm. remember that yeah did, did did when i was out to eat on the rare occasions that i was out to eat with my family as a kid i always wondered if somebody was going to get a receive a phone call and then they were going to bring a a rotary dial telephone to the table with presumably with with 4,000-foot cord. Yeah, they didn't have those at the big boy, and that's where my parents would take us to eat on an occasional Friday night. You don't know if they had those at the big boy. They just, you just, <laughs> they they just Nobody ever received a, a phone call when you were at the big boy. I don't... I, I'm. You're right. I don't know that they didn't have that phone with the 1,000-foot-long cord at the big boy. I would venture to guess that they did not. But they definitely had it like at the Brown Derby when Lucy and uh, Ricky were eating dinner and, and, and suddenly a phone call had to interrupt their Did it ever, uh, conversation. Was the phone call ever for Lucy or was it always for Ricky? Well, I, I, I don't know that either of them actually got a phone call there. I just know that they went to the Brown Derby in an episode of I Love Lucy. I don't think they're receiving frequent, <laughs> frequent phone calls at the Brown Derby. I can't stop yawning. Well, neither can our listeners. But no, like since I woke up this morning, I've been yawning. And since... Down here, I've been yawning and yawning and yawning, and I can't, I can't stop yawning. It's a really weird phenomena. 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 I think you need phenomenon. Phenomena would be the plural. The plural. Well, there's plural yawns. I can't stop. Let's hope Denny is playing phenomena. Yes. Um, Phenomena. So anyway, don't take it personally. It's been while I was driving the kids to school this morning, while I was on my computer a little bit earlier. I cannot stop. So don't take it personally. As you're sitting there talking, I have yawned, what, 
five, six times. I've known you for 21 years, roughly. And if, if I was at this point taking it personally that I was visibly boring you, I think, uh, I don't that, normally, that, that ship yeah. sailed a long time ago. It, it was, it's actually funny because yesterday during the basketball game um, where our opponent was clapping and yelling, um, one time I looked down the bench and a couple, one of the boys yawned a couple times. And it's the kind of thing I can remember getting in trouble, maybe in college, getting yelled at, like yawning in practice. And um, kids in It's a natural response. It's, it's not. It's a natural it? response to being nervous or, or being like, it's not an indication that you're bored or you're tired. Like I've seen kids do it in practice a lot. And it, it just, I whenever I've seen a kid yawn, it just makes me think back to being in college and yawning and not being tired. It was just like something your body does when, when I think it is related to nerves. And um, I won't ever yell at a kid for being, yawning in practice. Isn't it related to being tired? What's that? I thought it was related to being tired. It might be, but it's not, but it's not always like it's weirdly, it, it can be just related. Like when you're doing like, something athletic, like the church being, giggles, maybe, I mean, the church yawns, let's be honest, are more frequent than the church giggles. That is true. Yeah, is. Does anybody ever get the practice giggles? Uh, no. Did, well, you, ever, did you ever get the practice giggles in, in college? What's that? Did you ever get the practice giggles in college or, or the so. WNBA? I think so, but you really had to hide it because generally you're probably laughing at something asinine that your coach had said, and you could not. And if let that be seen, it would it would set him off to a an even more ballistic level if he yes. saw you laughing at his asinine behavior. Yes, I think so. I was on a, a long work call. This past week, I think I was in our bedroom. The only place I could close the door to tune out the dogs, and you walked in and summoned me with one of those curly index fingers. You know what I'm talking about? I do, I do, because you're doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm trying to paint a picture for the listeners. Right. Like, let's go, kind of. Let's go. Yeah. And so, on this hour-long call. Well, I said, I, was, I said to you, I said, can you do that call from the car? Oh, yeah. So and I, you so, nodded and just followed so me. So I got in the car. We were in some kind of a hostage. I didn't follow you. I was in the shotgun seat. Right. No, like you followed oh, me followed down you the, the stairs garage, yeah. and to the garage and into the car. We drove 30 minutes away, and we got out of the car, and I was just wrapping up the call, and we were in a furniture store. Right? Yes. Yes. I, we, we, you want me to test sit? Uh, an armchair. Yes. We've been looking for an armchair. One of our friends was at a furniture store. She sent me a text and said, this looks perfect. And people, anybody who's tried to get furniture in the last two years since COVID knows how difficult it can be to find something that's actually in stock. You're yawning, by the way. And so she texted me. So I, I was like, well, if Steve is going to sit in this chair. He should test drive the chair. And and so I just grabbed you, put you in the car. You had no idea where we were going. You just sat there on your work call. And and we were uh, we we went back to this place the next day. And and furniture that had been there the the first day we went had was gone uh, b- gone or had a blanket thrown over it saying sold. I didn't realize that it was like buying a car where 
if if you don't get this, the guy behind you is going to buy it. Yeah, one of those deals. Yeah. The housing market seems to be the same way. Well, so is the chair market. So, but the interesting thing was, so I got off my call, and we're sitting. I'm sitting in every chair they have, much like we, you and I did at the White House, um, just because we didn't know which historic figure had sat in which chair. We sat in all of them, and um, and uh, it's rare, I guess, that you and I are out together period but it's it's also rare that that um you're a stationary target right it's rare that i'm a stationary target. You're usually a moving target you're, you're moving you're moving at a, at a stately pace through in a, in a store sitting on their furniture on display right so there was a uh, some um a lot of interaction banter um uh, rubbing elbows with a with the uh, unwashed masses, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. We we got to meet a lot of people. Yeah, yes. a lot of meet a lot of people. That's what yes. that that was what I that was a better way of putting it. And uh, a lady came up to me. I was standing next to you, right? Yes. I was standing next to you, and a lady came up to me and said, "Is that her?" I found an interesting gambit. It's it's not the first time it's happened, where, where you know it's like pet owners speaking to each other through their dogs. Right. This lady was speaking to you through me. I confirmed that 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 is indeed her. She. Mm. I'm audibly correcting your grammar, and um, and she she seemed satisfied with that confirmation and moved on. Was she the woman who told you to take good care of me? No, no, that was the lady in the parking lot. We were we were loading said chair into the minivan and a lady was crossing the parking lot, a white-haired lady with what I detected as a strong New York accent. She was wearing a N95 mask and as she vectored past our car cutting across the parking lot, she was walking, we were loading the thing into the car she again spoke to me and not to you and said, is that Rebecca? She pulled her mask, snapped her mask, you know, pulled it away from her face mm-hmm. to give, you know, to let the, let the words out. Said, is, is that Rebecca? And I said, I, I'm not going to do her accent. I said, I said, yes, it is. And she said, Rebecca, we love you. She was alone, but she was using the royal we. Mm. We love you. We are so proud of you. We are so proud of everything you've done for us and all that you've accomplished. Am I, do I have this right? I think so. That's exactly what she did. Then she turned back to me and said, and I quote, You the hubby? <laughs> and I said, I am the hubby. And she said, and again, I'm quoting verbatim here. Do you love her as much as the rest of us do? <laughs> she said it accusatorily. And I said, well, I thought I did, but you seem to really love her a lot. And she uh, had snapped her mask back at this point, but she she pulled the mask away from her face one more time as she was moseying back to the furniture store and said, be a good boy. (laughs) 
Was that what she said? Be a good boy. That's exactly what she said. Well, that's pretty good advice. I like do love her said. as much as the rest of us do. <laughs> said with a, a air of skepticism. And followed by... Be a, be a good, good boy. boy. Sit, Ubu, sit. A good dog. Oh, one more note on youth sports, Rebecca, while I'm thinking of it. Um, our youngest, what is, what is she like least in life? What is our youngest like least in life? When a, when a teacher licks an index finger oh, to, to peel a sheet of yes. paper off the pile when Forget they're handing a teacher. Out. If I do that. If you do that. If any, anyone does that. She, she really, really, really uh, didn't care for me the other day when there was a dog hair across the touchscreen of the car. Mm-hmm. And I, I uh, touched my finger to my tongue and then got the hair off the screen just so it would stick to it. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. I know you can't stand it. Well, she was uh, told at halftime of her soccer game the other day that she was playing goalie right. in the second half, which I think ordinarily she'd be fine with. But uh, she said she didn't want to play goalie that day. And uh, when I asked her after the game how it was, she said, well, I had to use so-and-so's goalie gloves who played the first half. And when I put my hands in them, they were full of the fingers were full of sweat. <laughs> oh. I mean, you couldn't have devised a worse. It's like torture. Yeah, for it, her. this is this is forty minutes after she first took the, you know, stood between the the post when I asked her this, and the first thing she said was, "The goalie gloves were full of sweat." <laughs> I said, "Oh no, we have to <laughs> we have to pack a pair of dry gloves for the next game." Shall we get to viewer mail, Rebecca? We shall. This comes in from uh, Tim in Jefferson City, our resident bracketologist, Rebecca. For the love of God, Tim. Please tell me he was. He was what? One of the ones rewarded with the swag. He he gets. He has to get something beyond run-of-the-mill swag. So that means no. Okay. What's he going to get? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Oh, for the love of Pete. It has to be done, like, this week. Yes, clearly. We'll or at least this post year. Office. We'll ding the bell, we'll get the postage put on it, and we'll send it okay. out. Okay. This comes from Tim. Good morning, Rebecca and Steve. In your most recent episode, Rebecca mentioned a sewing mishap where she sewed her pants to her daughter's dress by mistake and wondered if anyone else had ever done that. Do you think anybody else has done this, Rebecca? I don't know. My wife, Lisa, is a third grade teacher and keeps a sewing kit in her room for minor repairs. One day, while sewing a button back onto the pair of pants she was wearing at the time, she sewed the bottom of her pant leg to the middle of her p- to the middle of her pants by mistake. As she was seated at the time and had the pant leg rolled up to work on. So can so you picture wait, wait, this? Read that again. I'm trying to picture it. Okay. One day, while sewing a button back onto the pair of pants she was wearing at the time, mm-hmm. she sewed the button, she sewed the bottom of her pant leg to the middle of her pants by mistake. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that happened. Well, look, uh, the way I'm sitting right now, I could totally see it with my leg crossed. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, when she stood up, she only had half a pants leg on on one side, so she had to undo the whole thing and start over. So, Rebecca, you're not alone. 
That makes me feel better because I was only one stitch in when I realized I, it was. Uh, I, I'm more. I'm, I mean, let's go back one step here. Is it is it uh, standard procedure to sew buttons on your pants while you're wearing the pants? Uh, Isn't that that's like? A, I guess it depends where the button was and, and how proficient you are at sewing. Yeah. In, in Lisa's case, not very. Right. Interesting. <laughs> that's delightful. Uh, so Rebecca, you're not alone. She said, and I quote, maybe if I tell them, they'll send me some swag. So consider this a request for some swag on her behalf. Sincerely, Tim and Jefferson City. Tim and Jefferson City, we, we are sending out swag plus. Yes, plus. When I say we, I'm like the lady in the parking lot of the furniture store. I mean. You. I am. Yes. Because Rebecca, Rebecca's hands are never soiled by the swag requests, right? That's your little part of the thing. I let you do your thing. It's, um. I'm not overstepping my bounds and trying to micromanage your part of the the podcast. The phrase, the, the phrase, swag, the cleaning up afterwards. The, that's what you do. The phrase "I let you do your thing" implies that uh, this is something that I want to do. I know. I let you do your thing by coaching all the all of the kids and what you what you love to do. Traveling away from hearth and home for for weeks on end, you let me do what. You let me do my thing by fulfilling swag requests at the post office? Well, you have to admit there are times where you, like, you know, get frustrated and uh, are visibly frustrated and, and, and audibly frustrated about something. And part of the reason you do it is so that I'll step in and finish the project. And... Um, and this isn't one of them. You're, I'm not going to step in and start sending out swag. This is your thing. We'll let you do it. <laughs> how, how do I, give me an example of when I've when I've been visibly and audibly frustrated uh, and, and, and perhaps spiritually with, anything frustrated. Anything to do with the computer, like you can't figure something out. How do I? I can't get this uh, this password to work. I can't get this to work. I can't get this well, app am, to work. Am I, I can't get a, this to work. Am, am I a 90-year-old so man in yes. 1990 who's yes. so frustrated by his computer? Yes. He says, ah, yes. how do I How do I log off and boot this up? Yes. Yes, you are sometimes. And so I'll go in and fix it. And, I, and it's like, why do I do that? I just got to let him learn. Got to let him learn. It's like the, the, what they tell you when you're parenting and the kid gets frustrated because they can't do whatever. Got to let them do it and learn. So help swagging. a man computer and he computes for a day. Teach a man to computer and he computes for a help lifetime. Help a man to swag. Teach a man to swag and he can swag for a lifetime. Okay. Well, this comes from Ken and it's about swag in, in part. First of all, he was delighted to receive his swag in the mail yesterday. I'm glad he got it. So when I saw that you fulfilled my swag request from a few weeks back, I immediately thought Steve must have put my request into an email folder along with the other viewer requests as a reminder of who should get their swag in this mailing. Well, Ken... If I had done that, you would have gotten your swag two years ago. Probably. I don't do that. I know. In fact, I just saved Tim's swag request in my as unread. So it, it comes up boldface in the in the email queue, right? That's how I remember. But I was surprised here in this week's podcast that Steve, in fact, does not use a folder system. I find the email folder really saves some brain cells for me so I don't have to go back through my unopened emails to find the ones I need to respond to. Kudos to you, Steve, for making your system work, but I do agree with Rebecca that it probably would be more efficient to create a swag folder and move the emails there after you read them initially. Ken, let me, let me, uh, let me explain something. The word folder applies to me in one context. I am the folder of laundry. You are. Yeah, and, and the, the, the problem of, of not having a folder so you 
for emails that you have to respond to, I have solved with my own system, which is not responding to those emails. I know, but like in this case, where, where it's swag-related, you, w- you kind of wish you had. Those ones I wish I had, yes. And when you go back to find all the ones you need to respond to, you're, you know, searching through all the bold-faced emails. I know I'm not going to get you to convert to this one, but um, anybody who uses folders understands there's well their time saving. Ken uh, Ken can take it one step f- further. Speaking of being efficient, I absolutely prefer using an online calendar to keep track of all of the family activities instead of the old-fashioned printed ones. When all of our children were home, it was the easiest way to keep track of who I needed to get where and what responsibilities my wife had, especially when games or practices would get canceled or rescheduled. We used and still use because life still hasn't slowed down with two children away to college, an app called Cozy, C-O-Z-I dot com. While there's a paid version to eliminate the ads, the ads are not overwhelming to me in the free version. Everyone can have the app on their phone to make their own updates, which is shared with the whole family on a single calendar. Each family member has their own color cart circle to help identify who needs to be at what activity. Even more, Rebecca, this seems, seems like even more advanced than, than your system, mm-hmm. which is writing it on the chalkboard. Right. Keeping a calendar and then writing it on the chalkboard for, for Luddites like myself. Right. Even more amazing is the ability to link other electronic calendars such as the soccer or field hockey schedules. So whoever administers those team calendars at school or the sports team, it automatically updates our family cozy calendar. So anytime someone asks me what is our plan for Saturday, I simply reply, check cozy. It really makes life so much easier for us. And what I like about that count, that system and our system and all of the other systems of uh, apps with the sports coaches is – Nobody ever has to ask me, what is our plan for Saturday? And I certainly never ask, what is our plan for Saturday? Because I, I know that that uh, Saturday was planned for me by uh, Little League schedule makers six months ago. And so the one thing that I don't ever have to worry about is a single moment of spontaneity uh built into, or built into, that would eliminate spontaneity, a single bit of spontaneity uh, uh, popping up weed-like in my weekend or, or otherwise in my life. That's why it was so rare. That's why I mentioned watching Kojak last night. It was such a such an, a, a rare event because it wasn't linked to any calendar and it was not dictated to me. When you, when you let me do my thing, <sighs> mm. I do my thing in the framework of the electronic calendars that you that you have built for me. So I've talked about this before, and I think other parents, the scheduling parent, if, if, there's, if there's a marriage um, or a partnership where one of the parents is the scheduler and the other one isn't, the, the one who's the scheduler can relate to this with me. You say, you know, the, the Little League planners, I don't need to know my Saturday. The Little League planners have planned that months ago. This is the problem. It's not just the little league. It's all the little sports, whatever, and it goes in, and, and the schedule is there, but the kid's got to get there. And so it's the scheduling partner in the marriage that figures all of that out, and it might involve getting help from a friend. It might involve getting this, you know, help from this person or that person, but by the time it gets to you, not only have the little league schedulers taken away all your spontaneity, your wife, your the scheduling partner in the marriage has figured out the logistics. Sometimes logistics are challenging to figure out. And by the time I hand it to you, this is the schedule. Sometimes you'll get a little frustrated that, oh, I got to bring this one here and this one there. And I'm thinking, do you know how much it took to make it work so that all you have to do is bring this one here and this one there? Well, I, I can tell you that I've never felt more alive in the last 
10 years then, when I was watching Kojak last night, <laughs> or when you summoned me, or when you summoned me spontaneously to the minivan the other day to sit on a piece of furniture. Yeah. I, it, was, it, was, uh, it was truly uh, exhilarating. We have some nice thank yous for uh, swag received, so I'm, I'm glad to see that the swag is, is being received. Uh, this one is uh, not related to that. This is from uh, Alfred and Elizabeth, and Alfred writes, um, Dear Rebecca and Steve, sorry to, be perfect, sorry to be preachy, but your story about 10 years of dry lint scared the shirt out of me. There's enough lint in there to create a shirt, I'm telling you. Dryer lint is, a f- is flammable and dangerous. Every year, dryer vent fires are responsible for deaths, injuries, and property damage. Since hearing of a co-worker's neighbor nearly losing a house to a dryer vent fire, I have been aware of this. Here are steps to take to prevent dryer vent fires. This is, this, and this is headed PSA, dryer lint causes fires. So this is, this is uh, actually maybe valuable, Rebecca, okay? Okay. One, clean the lint filter every time you use the dryer. We I do that. Do. Absolutely. Do. I do it as well. Yeah. Two, replace those accordion-style ducts with ducts that are smooth on the inside. Um, our, our ducts are smooth on the I inside. I think our ducts yeah, are smooth, are. yeah. Three, clean the dryer duct at least once per year. A family of five might have to do it more often. Well, You're the one who does that. You do that from the outside. I do that. Yes. I, I, I have the ladder and, for now, the equilibrium to do that. Yes. Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, when I saw a 70 year old, is he 70 year old? Mike Krzyzewski, uh, cutting down the nets at the regions in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. On the Werner ladder. Yeah. On the, on the, on the sponsor ladder. I thought, uh, my wife will not be letting me climb a ladder at that age. I, I better not be. Even to cut down a net? Uh, yeah. I mean, a woman named Annette who's right. stuck in a, uh, Lovely. stuck in a, Stuck in a tree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Who's parachuted, parachuted into, yeah. a, into our tree by accident. I will, uh, will you let me climb a ladder to cut down a net? I'm, <laughs> Only I, if I like her. I'm under, I am undercutting, <laughs> I'm undercutting uh, the, uh, the, the seriousness of this PSA. So uh, forgive me. Um, four, do not use the dryer for things stained with volatile chemicals like gasoline or cooking oil. The Consumer Product Safety Commission recommends washing such stained clothing more than once to minimize volatile chemicals, then hanging it to dry. This calls to mind, and, and uh, all of these are, are um, well taken, Alfred. It, it does call to mind Jerry Seinfeld's thing about um, the, the, the old Tide commercials where they compare two T-shirts co- soaked in blood. And, uh, and Seinfeld said, you know, Maybe if you have a blood-soaked T-shirt, laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. I, the same probably holds for gasoline and volatile, volatile chemically soaked uh, clothing. That, that but makes, point well taken. Don't 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 put that through your wash. That makes um, me think on on Saturday. I think it was Saturday morning. It might have been Sunday morning. Early in the morning, I'm in the basement. I'm trying to do some exercise, and you're gone. And our one of our kids comes down and just looks at me while blood pours out of her nose, and. Uh, it's like, all right. Was she aware of it? She, oh, yeah. She was aware of it. She had her hand there catching it but just with Kleenex, but just looking at me like, what do I do? Um, and so immediately, like, had to help her stop the bleeding and then went upstairs and, and you know, found all of the areas where she had deposited <laughs> the blood. And I was just thinking, these are the things that they don't, they don't tell you about before you become a parent. 
at some point you're going to be just trying to get some exercise in and a child's going to come down with blood pouring out of her nose. I'll never forget our oldest, nine years old at the time. She and I were at the, uh, the Warner Brothers Studios outside of London where the Harry Potter movies were filmed, now converted into a studio tour, and we were in the the cavernous merchandise uh, gift shop thing. But it was more than a gift shop. It, was, it, it goes on forever. And she just started hemorrhaging uh, blood just pouring out of her this nose. This is a different one of our daughters. Different daughter. And, and uh, quickly people materialized from the woodwork and ushered us into behind some swiveling wall into a nurse's station. And um, I think so she wouldn't spill anything on the merchandise. Um, but anyway, when she was all taken care of and they got taken our information, presumably for insurance purposes or something, um, she was, we were put at the head of the line of the next tour because we had missed our allotted time. And she was given the honor of opening the doors to the great dining hall at Hogwarts, uh, the one you see in the movie. Yeah. And um, it was kind of cool. Very nice. So anyway, this comes from Alfred. We do not want you, anyone in the audience or anyone else to have a dryer vent fire. They are preventable. Uh, Alfred, thank you for that uh, valuable public service. I'm sorry that I I, uh, stepped on it so many times in the middle of it, but Alfred helpfully adds his physical statistics. Rebecca, would you like to hear? Oh, his dimensions, yes. His dimensions. And and once again, I'm going to give his weight, shoe size, height, and you're going to guess his wingspan, okay? Okay. Okay, Alfred is 168 pounds. Shoe size? Nine. Twelve. Oh, okay. Height? Six, three. 5'11". 5'11", okay. 5'11", size 12, so... uh, one of those L-shaped rulers, right? Yeah. And uh, wingspan, based on that. So so shoe size 12, height 5'11", 168 pounds, wingspan. I'm going to go with right at 5'11". 6'2". Oh, okay. We have no... We, we, that's, a, that's, a, that's a basketball body right there. Yeah. So this one comes in from uh, Phil in Lincoln, California. Hello, Phil. Hello, Rebecca and Steve, writes Phil. Thank you both for your birthday wishes following Steve's reading of my daughter Kaylin's email last week. I was walking on Saturday morning listening to you guys when I heard the viewer mail. A big smile came across my face when I realized the birthday greeting was for me. It was very thoughtful of Kaylin to come up with this idea. I had mentioned to her that I have related some basketball coaching stories and emails over the last two years, and obviously she remembered. Her only comment was that the podcast was available on Wednesday and chastised me for not listening until Saturday, missing my birthday by two days. <laughs> that is a problem with the uh, podcast birthday greeting, I guess, right? I suppose. I now feel a little pressure to expand on this email beyond a simple thank you. It makes me appreciate the commitment that DGS exhibits every week to compose an entertaining update. His body of work does, does merit a photo exhibit on your fridge. I agree. Uh, Dr. Siegel's body of work, his oeuvre, Rebecca, his oeuvre. His oeuvre. His oeuvre merits. His oeuvre uh, is on our uh, icebox. <laughs> uh, his oeuvre is on our icebox, yes. His oeuvre is on our icebox. <laughs> that's a song. I wrote you a song this week. Uh, you mentioned that your oldest daughter plans to move out this coming August to start her college experience. Uh, triggered me to share two memories. The year was 1974. I'm already, I'm already into this story, Rebecca. I know you Great are. year. I love 1974. The 1974 Topps baseball cards, my favorite set. I was I turned eight that fall. Great year. 
maybe the best year. What's the best year to be a kid? The best age? Seven, eight, nine? Uh, yeah, I think so. So this was in my wheelhouse. The year was 1974. I packed my 68 Volkswagen Bug with a suitcase of clothes, a laundry bag of my shoes, and my tennis racket for my move to UCLA. Ah, UCLA, Rebecca. Uh, That's where, in my mind, I went to UCLA. When I first started traveling to LA after college, I would always stay in Westwood and walk around UCLA and Westwood Village. We were there a couple of summers ago. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, it's great. I looked around my bedroom wondering what else I would need at college. I packed a box with a radio, a cup, one of my mom's spoons, a basketball, and some Kurt Vonnegut books. Do you suppose it was a, a cup, like a drinking cup or a, a, or protective, a protective cup? cup? I don't know. For the sake of this story, I hope it was a protective cup. Well, I mean, if he's, wearing, if he's packing a protective cup and his mom's one of his mom's spoons, I mean, <laughs> I, maybe he was going to be a solo instrumentalist <laughs> in, the, in the marching band at football games. And some Kurt Vonnegut books. My mom gave me a box of laundry detergent. I lived next door to Kurt Vonnegut when I first moved to New York for three months. Uh, he, I was in an apartment. He had the full townhouse next door. Uh, my mom gave me a box of laundry detergent. My provisions easily fit in the back seat of my car. I said goodbye to my family, drove out of the driveway, and made the 200-mile drive to UCLA to move into the dorm. It took me three trips to empty my car. It was a Sunday afternoon when I finished my unpacking, putting clothes in drawers and on hangers, and I wandered down the hall to find open doors and other naive freshmen. I remember going into a room to watch an NFL game, Falcons versus 49ers, that I thought was a lounge. I then realized I was sitting on the bed of my RA. <laughs> he didn't mind, and I learned what a resident authority was. How about that, Rebecca? 1974, he remembers that it was Falcons 49ers. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 these vivid experiences of moving away from home. and. Yep. Uh, the year was 2002. We spent the evening packing our Ford Explorer with boxes of my daughter's clothes, shoes, posters, yearbooks, and more shoes. When we finished, the only remaining room in the car was the driver and the passenger seats at the back, as the back seat and cargo were jammed. I made sure I had a space to utilize the rearview mirror. Due to a previous commitment, my wife was unable to participate in the college drop-off of our first college departure. Rebecca, I have a feeling that's going to be you as well. Will you participate? Yes. You will? Yes. Okay. That won't be my thing. I am. Um, I actually was preoccupied. I have no idea what I just agreed to. You, will you be dropping off our daughter at college along with me? Oh, that's a whole other conversation. If the New York Liberty or the Connecticut Sun ho- are hosting oh a playoff game, then yes. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. Anyway, it, it hurts my heart, and so, I, I don't even want to talk so about Phil it. So Phil is dropping off his daughter at UCLA in 2002. Try to keep up, Rebecca. I'm. I'm, I'm back. The next morning, uh, we made the six-hour drive from Sacramento to UCLA, and I bored my daughter with my college stories and reminded her to see her professors during their office hours. Following the move-in, I booked a hotel so the next day we could make trips to both Target and Bed Bath & Beyond to buy the essential items that we had not been able to fit into the car. I hugged her goodbye and returned home a little misty-eyed. Enjoy your daughter's senior events this spring, including graduation, and savor her last summer before college. You're a loyal fit listener, Phil. Phil, thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm I'm already getting um, uh, verklempt just thinking about this, and your stories mirror what I imagine ours will be uh, in dropping off our daughter college. My, my own being dropped off at college. My parents slowed down to like 25 miles an hour on West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee, just kicked me out of the car and kept driving. But uh, but nowadays, you, you the parents attend some kind of initiation, and then they're kicked off campus at some point, and then the, the kids have a uh, basically a party. I think so. I might but miss I'm, it. I don't even want to talk about no, it. No, I know, I know, I know. You don't want to talk about <laughs> it. But but we we are enjoying the spring events. Prom is yes. coming up. 
graduation graduation party, Rebecca. I believe you have you are in negotiations with a, with a food truck. Is that right? Yeah, the negotiation is just I. Th- this is how many people we're probably going to have. What's it going to cost? And and That's my and, negotiation. And our listeners should know that uh, our daughter sent out a um, an electron an evite to uh, uh, an enormous number uh, of people. email addresses, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, start time said noon, and but she didn't put an end time on. Well, sh- first of all, she said I'm working on my graduation invitations. We said great. And then the next day I said, let me see your graduation invitation. And she said, I sent it out last night. So she didn't run it by us. She did She did check on the date with us. And uh, I said, the, the biggest, you have to, you have to, anytime you have a party, you have to put an end time. The, to she your mother, time. I said to her, to your mother, that's the most important thing because all she cares about is when is this thing over? <laughs> that's not true. But people need to know that this party is going to end. It's going it's to end is the, at an appropriate This time. is the person who said of uh, Bruce Springsteen, if he were performing in our family room, I would say, Bruce, you're welcome to stay, but I'm going to bed at I 9 p.m. I was tired that night. Right. <laughs> there, was, there has not been a night in, in years when you were not ready to cash it all in at 9. Hence probably all of my yawning this morning, right. yes. Right. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the dramatic subplot to every NCAA championship game. Can is, I stay awake? Is, is how is she doing this? How caffeinated <laughs> must she be? Pretty caffeinated. Uh, Rachel from Idaho writes, Good day, good day, good day, Rebecca and Steve. Now, Rachel sounds like, that greeting sounds like somebody who would be very comfortable banging the bell at a at a check-in. Yes. Good day, I say to you, good day. Right? Yes. Okay, you're, you're checking your watch again. You're, you're, but you're, I am you're preoccupied no, I'm with this viewer mail. I don't think you're, you're giving. I'm listening. I think you're giving short shrift to our viewers. Uh, good day. Good day, Rebecca and Steve. I'm thinking of Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Good day. I can't believe that it's finally May. The start of the WNBA season is fast approaching, which also means the end of the school year is almost here. In my 15 years of teaching, this year has been my most difficult. Summer can't get here soon enough. Well, there's a, there's a, an entire novel to be told yes. in that sense. I, 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 well, we'll never know why. My chair is squeaking. Is that my chair or is that my spine? Uh, I think it's your chair. I hope the end of high school, I can't tell. I hope the end of the high school senior festivities are going well for your oldest. Are you the type of parents that look forward to summer break? Oh, my. Am I ever, yes. What yes. about you, Rebecca? I like summer break. I, I, lo- I love summer and I love summer break. Mm-hmm. As always, I find myself laughing along with the podcast on a weekly basis. Here are a few thoughts from the past few weeks. One, Costco chocolate covered cho- Costco chocolate covered strawberries are perfect for me. I am not comfortable spending more on chocolate covered fruit. <laughs> Fair. Chocolate covered fruit. That's a great phrase. Could be brought to you by. Uh, Roman numeral two, preseason WNBA is underway. Who would you say are your favorites to challenge for the championship in the coming season? Uh, Rebecca, I assume this one is for me. Yes. Who, who are your favorites? I, I would have to say it's got to be Becky Hammond's Las Vegas Aces. I've got to be a, one of the favorites. The Connecticut Sun, as always, are, uh, are, are I, I, Rebecca, you, you tell me. I actually had to fill out my WNBA AP power poll yesterday. And um, in my in the top, there's quite a number of teams who are going to be very good this year. It's going to be a fun season to watch. But Chicago has a chance to repeat. 
um, first time since L.A. did it in the early 2000s. Uh, Connecticut Sun going to be really good. Seattle Storm. If, and all of this is the caveat. Linkston repeat? People stay healthy. More recently than No, that? they were every other year. They were alternate like the Speaking San Francisco the Giants. Links, so were, yeah. They'll be good. Phoenix will be good. Um, uh, Vegas will be good. It's Dallas is young, and, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to look like as the season goes on. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a very fun, exciting WNBA season. I will be on Saturday, this coming Saturday, in Brooklyn for the Connecticut Sun at New York Liberty game. We'll be calling that one Saturday night. An alumnus of both, of teams. both teams. Yeah, imagine that. C. The retirement of C. Vivian Stringer is truly the end of a remarkable career. She is such a wonderful example of perseverance, determination, grace, and grit in the face of adversity and loss. I had two of my former basketball players play at Rutgers for Coach Stringer. One of them was on the 2007 team. I got to hear firsthand the stories of her love and determination. 50 years as a head coach is an incredible career. 50 years, Rebecca. Yeah, incredible career. I mean, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss the... Uh, when UConn were playing Rutgers on a regular basis. Yeah, back in the day, that was a battle. It was a great rivalry. Those were not aesthetically pleasing games. They used to joke around that first team to 50 was going to win. <laughs> um, but uh, but they had some great battles. Uh, Roman numeral four, have you received your broadcast assignments for the WNBA season? Is Steve ready for another season of melting meats? I can answer the second question first. We tend... To have fewer melting meats in the summer, uh, meats melt on their own, I find, in the summer, or we grill them. You grill, yeah. Uh, yeah, we but, don't grill uh, as much as we melt them in the wintertime. Have you received your, your WNBA broadcasting assignments? And if so, have they been synced to my calendar? They have not been synced to your calendar. I've received them for the first part of the season. And are you pleased? Yes, I'm always pleased. Are you, are you visiting a variety of regions of this No, nation? even better. I'm visiting mostly the central and eastern region of the of the state of or of the country, I should say. Although I, I am in Seattle um, in a couple of weeks, but yes, it's very pleasing to me that I have a number of games in uh, Washington, Chicago, Minnesota, Connecticut, New York. You nice, like to see the West Coast travel. teams. Nice on the East travel. Coast. I do, yes. Um, well, our our high school sophomore said plaintive, plaintively the other day that you have evidently been promising her for years to take her to a game in Seattle. Yes, is that, I, is, I have is a that game true? in Seattle in August, and I, I I don't remember. I don't I don't believe I've been promising her, but if she believes it, that's the more important piece of this. And I think later on in the season, I, I might be able to bring her with me to a game in Seattle. Because she's a big a big fan of Seattle, of the storm, as well as of the sun, <laughs> the oh, liberty, the, the Lynx, and, 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 and uh, a variety of... I don't even know she's a Seattle storm fan. She's, she's a not, Connecticut sun fan, a Minnesota I, Lynx I, fan. I was saying this by, by, liberty fan. by precedent, by, saying, by way of saying she has jerseys from almost every team. She has... Or T-shirts. Tina Charles from Washington, I think. No, she's uh, Tina from, Charles from New York. From New York, from okay. when she was a little girl. Um, when our daughter yeah. was, not when Tina was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That would have been really she prescient. She has a Nafisa Collier jersey yes. that uh, she loves. Yeah, but not all former UConn players. I mean, she, she's, um, she's, she's, um, she has a, I think she has a, uh, a UNESCO jersey, right? Yes. Or we, we have one here anyway. And uh, But anyway, um, I, I say this because after she's – if you do take her to Seattle, she'll be she'll be claiming that you've been f- 
for years been promising to take her to a Dallas or Las Vegas right. or That's Atlanta true. game. That's so. true. Uh, hope all is well for you and your family. Thank you for the laughs. Regards, Rachel from Idaho. Rachel, thank you. And finally, Rebecca. Oh, no, not finally. This is the penultimate email, okay? Before we get to DGS, we have, a, we have an email from our Cape Cod correspondent, John. Hello, John. John writes, um, Dear Rebecca, Dear Rebecca, I am so sorry after listening to your latest podcast. It seems that Steve is really regressing. I'm afraid that without a full-scale intervention, he may soon complete the transition into becoming his parents. Uh, I just watched the beat, the best of progressives un- unbecoming your parents commercials, and the signs are all there. I mean, those are the greatest commercials They're pretty good, uh, of, yeah. of recent years. That is the best ad campaign, right? Yes. Don't become your parents. That guy's great. Uh, a constant desire to go back to all of the commercials and products of your obsessing over old Steely Dan songs lyrics. Really now. Next thing you'll be saying, there's been no good music made since the 70s. <laughs> Whittley hears that I've been watching Kojak right, on true. this podcast and 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 Johnny Carson uh, Carson reruns from ni- the 1970s at night. Uh, wanting to have hard copy schedules to post on the fridge instead of the ones sent via email. Steve, as the guy says, you don't need to print the internet. <laughs> that is a great line from that commercial. Although I have to say, writes John, I love the story of your dad's secretary printing out his emails and giving them to him. No doubt my dad did the same. As Rebecca said, there are certain things that if you would be willing to open your mind to evolving might make things easier for you. I love Steve's response. I keep my mind open and am evolving for important things culturally, cosmically, but technologically, I'm shutting it down. That, that is my, that's my, that's what you said. my, my mantra, Rebecca. Yes. yes, it is. Of course, the fact that you, Rebecca, mentioned how, how you wish companies would go back and use commercials from back in, quote, our day. Perhaps you are both headed down the same path. Um. I just think it would be smart of them, wise of them. I think it would sell more product if they if they did that. I mean, absolutely. But we do need new commercials as well because, the, as we say, and John notes, the, those progressive ones are, are I mean, they're right. fantastic. And I don't know how many um, pharmaceutical commercials right. there were when we yeah. were kids. Well, blessedly, were there were not. Right. I mean, there were the the, the 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 ads for things you should be taking were for Anison or Excedrin or or uh, right. uh, um, uh, like aspirin that would the person would the cartoon would ingest it and you would see it it's it's little chemicals going directly to your brain or like Pepto-Bismol coating right, your coating uh, the pink coating belly, but, but yeah. I like that there'd be like a red flashing jagged. Uh, sunburst on your brain and the aspirin would go to it and it would it would how it would coat would it, it coat would coat and soothe how great would it be if every um pharmaceutical commercial now had to use that sort of um visual and it would go to whatever part it's claiming to help yes yes yeah right <laughs> yes yes some of them they couldn't show i don't no, think even in cartoon not. form but it would be fun it would be so so uh, john has a few uh enumerated those are bullet points he has a few enumerated uh, thoughts on previous podcasts rebecca would you like to hear them i would one i fully support steve's thoughts on steely dan great band i have a pandora station based on my old school and it's phenomenal asia is one of my all-time favorite albums titles songs song t- and, and the breadth of material on pretzel logic can't buy a thrill the royal scam etc is fantastic i'm listening to asia as i write this note asia is probably the album i play more than any other rebecca right wow. wouldn't you say things with are you saying it's the album you play more well, than when I album? have when I have our electronic uh, surveillance smart speaker mm-hmm. uh, slash eavesdropper play an album? It's it's often. Asia is the one that plays yeah. more. Often. I will often ask 
her to shuffle Neil Young, right? Mm-hmm. Shuffle songs by yes, Joni Mitchell. Will, yeah. Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, uh, Asia. So I am, I am, I, I'm, I'm not even reverting to the music of my youth. I'm reverting to the music of before my youth. Although my my oldest brother had the Asia LP and listened to that, and that's when I first became hooked on that. Uh, I would say Asia, Gaucho, and then Donald Fagan's solo, The Nightfly, maybe the three greatest album run um, of my of my lifetime. You mentioned the disproportionately large amount of real estate in my brain taken up by Steely Dan songs. I swear at the reason I can't remember things well anymore is because at least 75% of my brain consists of old song lyrics. And truth be told, many are from songs I didn't even like but I heard so many times I ended up memorizing them by accident. That's certainly true of me. And I can listen in the car uh, on a three-hour drive. Uh, I can go a very long time, unfortunately, before I don't know a lyric or I can't anticipate a lyric to a song. If it's if they're playing, you know, the seventies on seven right. or something like that. You were listening to a lot of eighties hair metal the other day. I was uh, enjoying it though. I, I was enjoying it as well. But but what did you say was a terrible song? But uh oh no, you chastised me because I had mistaken I thought it was Bon Jovi when it was actually Poison. Poison. Uh Every Rose has a has its thorn, yes, yeah. yeah. So uh two, mixing up song lyrics is always a great topic. By the way, you your youngest daughter is a hoot. I love hearing her one-liners each episode. My favorite mix-up was from the old Drift Away by the immortal Dobie Gray. Back in the day, I was singing along to the lyric, Give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. <laughs> and my best friend from high school said, No, 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 it's Give me the Peace Boys. After much argument, we finally looked it up and thought it was Give me the Beat Boys. Give me the Beat Boys and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll right. and drift away. You thought it was Give me the Beach Boys? Give me the Beach Boys. That's, that works, though. It does. Dobie Gray may have... Uh, Toby Gray, was he a Vietnam, a, a, a Vietnam soldier? I'll have to look that up and, and get back to you next week. Three, regarding the height conversations from earlier podcasts, do you remember the classic TWA commercial with Wilt Chamberlain? The tagline from Wilt was that their new seats were perfect, even if you're 7'1". Then the guy sitting next to him lowers his newspaper and says, or taller, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Great ad. I don't remember I that. I don't remember it either. I'll have to look that one up. Uh, note, for your statistical records, I am 6'2", 230 pounds, with a wingspan of, Rebecca? 6'1". 75 inches. What is that? That's... 6'5", uh, 11? 6'3", I think. 75 inches. Yeah, 6'3", you're right. Uh, please picture me as a well-cut NFL strong safety, although the reality is things seem to have settled a bit over the years. Four, you talked about all the lint dryer generates. Sadly, our dryer recently passed away, and I finally investigated the lint buildup, as my dear wife had been asking me to do for years, and found that the 12-foot PVC pipe that goes from the dryer outlet through the basement and out the back of the house was completely, completely full of lint. Man, that is a lint fire waiting to happen, Rebecca. Yeah, that's a long way. Uh, we probably could have clothed the small family with the lint and dog hair. Don't tell Jane, but she probably she's probably right. If I had cleaned it out more regularly, ever the dryer, <laughs> ever the dryer would have lasted longer. Oh dear. Okay, clean your lint traps, guys. Your, your lint vents. Five. I don't believe we've ever put a phone through the laundry, but I did drop one into a fire one time. <laughs> I'm when I was burning brush. Are you paying attention, Rebecca? I'm paying attention. He dropped attention. his phone into a, fire into a fire while burning brush. Sadly, when I found the remains a couple of days later, it was obvious it would never ring again. <laughs> Coincidentally, my neighbor ran over his wallet with a lawnmower last week with similar results. <laughs> his wallet? His neighbor ran over his, his own wallet. Right. Yeah. But with similar results and never to use it again? Well, I... I it's I, a it's, wallet. 
he dropped a phone in the fire. Right. I, I always talk about throwing my phone in a lake, but I never thought well, about dropping have, it into a and fire. And our son once dropped it in the toilet. toilet. Yes, he did. And while I was driving it to, to the Apple store to see if it could be saved, the clutch went out on my Mini. Oh, that's right. Six, I am with you both regarding wearing shorts year-round. I just don't get it. But I have to say the teenager high school kids refusing to wear coats in the middle of winter is not a new phenomenon. A new what, Rebecca? Phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember well a guy who rode on my school bus who never wore a coat even when the wind chill was in the single digits. Rebecca, you would fit in well with a couple of our friends who are always cold. They're the ones on the beach wearing extra sweatshirts while the rest of us are in T-shirts. And they wear their gloves and scarves well into April and May. I was wearing gloves at our daughter's softball game yesterday, I have to say. And it's May. It is. But only so I didn't have to apply sunscreen to my hands. Mm. True story. Seven. You are sad, turning into your parents. Sadly, my parents never did that. I know. I'm saying, but you're turning into like when the I, idea of older parents. When I say my parents never did that, they never applied sunscreen. Right. Okay? True. Seven, sadly, it occurs to me that based on my comments above, loving old commercials, listening to classic rock all the time, not understanding wearing shorts 365 days a year, et cetera, apparently I'm well on the way toward becoming my parents as well. And then there are the dad jokes. Finally, I would love an update regarding Steve's next book. I loved the first two parts of the memoir, and I'm really looking forward to part three. Your Cape Cod correspondent, John. John, I'm working on it. I'm, uh, You're working. I'm working on it. Uh, so, in fact, uh, our daughter said, one of her coaches said the other day she was reading, uh, uh, he was reading uh, your dad's latest book. And, and, uh, and our daughter said she replied to him, oh, I didn't know he had put that out yet. And uh, not realizing that he was talking about one that is out and not one that I'm, right. one that I'm trying, to, trying to write. So, thank you, John. And finally, Rebecca, finally, Dr. Gary Siegel. Dear Rebecca and Steve, pardon the brevity of this notice. Per my usual habit, I listen to the podcast on Monday, and it is now Monday night. How about this? He's writing on deadline for us, Rebecca. Yes, yes. It's, it's impressive. One, weekend report, two girls, one boy, everyone doing well. Two girls and a boy. Everyone doing well. Everyone doing well. Two, you are correct that my son-in-law is British. He's a good chap. Three, thanks for reminding me about which picture is on your refrigerator, and it is no surprise that your children don't notice it. <laughs> Four, congratulations on the college decision. Take plenty of Kleenex when you take her to school in August. Well, that applies to me because we stop talking. About we, don't, it. we don't know if Rebecca will be there or not. Depends on the playoffs. Think of how awful that will be if I can't be there to bring her to her first day of college. It'll be awful. It'll be awful. So five, let's move on. Five, Steve, thanks for trying to connect Ted of the, from the Lower East Side and me. We missed each other by a day. Remember last week uh, on Farmers you, Only? We were you connecting. were going to send the email. Yeah, and I did, but but they missed each other by a day. Okay. Six, when we bought a new washer and dryer a few years ago upon downsizing, Mrs. DGS chose to buy a brand that is used in laundromats, and thus our machines are laden with fewer technological gizmos and are both top-loading, which was her preference. Really? So their dryer is top-loading as well? Both are top-loading, yeah. Huh. But but tell me more. But why is that? Don't you like? The, I like the little uh, ship's porthole that you can watch the clothes sloshing around with the front loading. Me too. But with the uh, with the the window. And we had a top loading washer when I was a kid. Of course. You know, and 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 that was fun to sort of open up well, and gaze into it, the depths. Yeah, but it would would it stop working though? No, it would be still slosh yeah, sloshing yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, seven. When our oldest turned sixteen and had a driver's license. We put our entire progeny into one car, his, for the 30-minute drive to school. Our daughter apparently never got to choose the music on the radio. Oh, Rebecca, you experienced that this morning. This morning, the kids left 
or, or went outside to get in the car and I hadn't seen him yet. So I ran out. Our oldest daughter driving, she and her sister to school. Yeah. And I went out and knocked on the window and our older one who was driving, I knocked on the driver's window, puts, put the, I saw her fumbling with her phone and stuff before she's going to pull away. And I realized she was sinking her phone to the ox, oxing her phone. And anyway, by the time she put the window down, the music was blaring and was wondering if our our second oldest, who was in the passenger seat, had any interest well, she, in listening to the music. She, her she's sister like, was blaring. No matter how, no, it wasn't no really matter, blaring. No matter how short the errand, she is like she's piloting a seven 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 to Hong Kong. She spends thirty minutes on the tarmac, yeah, fiddling with dials, and yeah. gets everything perfect. Because yeah. to her credit, so she doesn't absolutely have to look at her phone. But also, her. when she returns, she also spends half an hour on the tarmac right. before she gets out of the sometimes car. Sometimes I want to do that too. Yeah. Well, a little vessel of peace. Yeah, that's true. It's it's the new bathroom true. sitting in the car in the garage or on the or in yeah. the driveway because the bathroom is no longer never really was a haven. Yeah. Eight, I'm very much like Stephen resisting technological advances and rely heavily on Mrs. DGS to keep me straight. My email has plenty of folders and I put emails in them. I'm just not sure that I can ever find one again if I really need it. I guess that we are Luddites. Hint. If something doesn't work, restart it. I wonder if that's true even in the delivery room, Rebecca. The, uh, <laughs> this machine is stopped. Or, or just bang it on the side like, like vending machines, like Fonzie did with the vending the machines. Baby, don't yeah. they? That's true. Nine, the Formula One circus comes to Miami for its first race there ever. A track has been created surrounding the Hard Rock Stadium, and apparently the glitz factor is very high. More to follow after the race. 10. Please see the picture below from an article which I've not read in The New Yorker regarding mistaken song lyrics. It is timely. Commonly misheard song lyrics. Uh, and, and the one in the headline, Rebecca, is we built this city on sausage rolls. There's no possible way anybody ever misheard that. I mean, these are funny, uh, but th- has anybody really ever misheard it as we built this city on sausage rolls? I don't know. Uh, 11, give me the Beach Boys. Give me the Beach Boys. I can understand that. 11, I do I do have to revisit two old podcast items. First, kindly see the attached picture of user-friendly plastic kitchen wrap. The nice people at Reynolds, having pity on people like me, not only have a guillotine for cutting the plastic wrap, but even a label on the beginning of the roll to make getting a new package starting quite easy. And indeed, he encloses, presumably from his kitchen counter, Reynolds Kitchen's plastic wrap. And uh, uh, there is a... Uh, there is some kind of a label on the on the end of the wrap. Are you familiar with this, Rebecca? I don't know that I am. I don't know, but I find that the guillotine tends not to work either. Yeah, you've got to put the fold the thing inside the box for it to work. Isn't that right? But yes. the real problem with a plastic wrap is once you've torn it off, it then bunches up onto your hand in midair, and I, I can never get a nice uh, cling. Eleven. I do have to. Re- oh, oh, uh, uh, twelve. Lastly. For the pièce de résistance, please view the attached picture of the recently sanitized commode in the on-call room, which I occupied this past weekend. So, Rebecca, and he encloses a picture from the on-call room, and look at that, Rebecca. Good old-fashioned, sanitized for your protection, <laughs> ribbon, and I hope Dr. Siegel brought in a giant oversized pair of novelty scissors and declared this toilet open. I hope so, too. That's all we have. That's it. That's, That's it. Enough. That's plenty. It Thank is. you, Dr. Siegel, for Thank your, you, Dr. your your, Siegel. your uh, extraordinary deadline writing, and uh, everybody else for your wonderful viewer mails, viewers mail. Producer Denny Gallagher, Tom DeCari, play us out.
Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.